0: Well we got a lot to talk about here today. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> no, seriously, this is not a laughing matter at all.
1: Well pad, this might be the dumbest idea the guys have ever had. They're letting oh. the two of us they're letting the two of us do a podcast.
0: On their heads be it.
1: It's a it's a terrible idea, but as you said, on their heads be it. Um yep. I am the one and only Gordo joined by the fantastic senor Patty um, of B Show Fame for episode 335 of the Alleged Wrestling Podcast. So the guys have all essentially taken place in the gangbang and all caught a horrific dose of penis aids. So they are busy recuperating at the moment and we decided, you know, the show must go on, especially on this week where there is a fantastic premium live event and A great day for us on Twitter. The Observer Awards came out. So we're going to have a quick run through both of those, and we are going to have a bit of fun with it and see what's going on in the world. Pat, how are you feeling?
0: Um, I caught a dose of the plague, I think. Um, Not the penis aids like the rest of them, but just standard old black plague, I think. But we'll soldier on.
1: See, because you're not a coward. You you are showing up, and you're about to show out, and you're making the rest of them look like bitches, because you are awesome. Um,
0: I put the P in professional and, and the urinals
1: and the urinals <laughs> perfect um, yeah not too well going on in the world um, Madison Rain is now two inches shorter after AEW Dynamite this week where she
0: very unfortunate yeah
1: yeah she went to take a flatliner and landed right on the top of her head what she was doing in a wrestling ring in 2024 I do not know um, ah,
0: stop it now women can wrestle Gordo it's fine
1: them two couldn't. Um, that match was sloppy, shoppy. Um, well, they have ridiculous talent on the roster. Having a Madison Rain who hasn't wrestled a match in quite a while, I, I don't know. That, I thought that was a weird choice. Uh, but I, I do like both of them. I always like Madison Rain. thought she had a a very good running impact. But yeah, I don't know. I, this, this was a bit of a miss, um, which is unfortunate. Get the logic for behind
0: her. it with her being a mentor and stuff. But um, yeah, the match itself didn't. Uh, we can't call it UPS because it didn't deliver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's Fastlane or fast way, I should say, um, <laughs> you know, hurling stuff at the end of the drive and hoping that it gets near about to where it should be. Um, yeah. But how familiar would you normally be with the Wrestling Observer Awards?
0: I have heard tell of some of their work. Um, I may or may not have once read a tweet that may have indicated that something might happen the following night or not.
1: So, you, so, in fact, Pad, you are well up to speed on the Wrestling Observer. Um, so, every year they do their end-of-year awards. And these are awards that go out to... It's not just done by them themselves. It's actually done voted on by like listeners and stuff like that uh, and right. uh, subscribers. So, this is basically their fan base. Now, this is a fan base who are historically quite biased towards one particular wrestling promotion, in particular in America, and have quite a proclivity for the Japanese wrestling as well. Um, okay. Now for context the last time the Fed won this uh, won the uh, t- most of their big awards which is like you know promotion of the year was back in I believe 2000 uh, before they got the F out. So wow. yeah. So this is this is the sort of stuff we're talking about incredibly anti Fed for quite a while. So their awards have come out. Tony Khan has won Booker of the Year pretty much every year since AEW was set up. AEW has won Promotion of the Year. You, you, you get the feeling. Uh, WWE shows notoriously win the worst show of the year and worst gimmicks of the year and all this sort of stuff. And most overrated. and So, yeah, so these awards have come out today. And what we're going to do, is just even though the lads aren't here, and I know they'd have a lot of fun with this. If we leave it to next week, it'll be a bit kind of you know gone. So we're going to, I'm just going to run through some of these say, yeah, exactly. So we're going to just run through some of these, I guess, some of your thoughts on them. So
0: you got my predictions as well.
1: Um, oh, if you, if you manage to predict some of these, that'd be brilliant. Uh, especially well, do you want my uh,
0: predictions or opinions or both.
1: Oh, we're going to get both. Oh, fantastic. Um, no, there's of these where they're going to have like NWA and a couple of promotions. You wouldn't really have watched much of, and let's be honest, most people hey, won't watch I, much I of
0: like some of the hip hop music.
1: <laughs> Fuck's sake, Pat. Um, I'll be uh, here all night. You fucking better not be. I'm on a Chinese. Um so we'll kick off with the worst major wrestling show. So um I'm not gonna go through all of them. I'm just gonna name some of the ones that were there that you would be familiar with. Um so of uh, uh, the ones you would have known, actually you know what? I'll just go with from five down to one on this one. So at five is Triple A's Triple Mania, which be honest, we don't watch much Mexican wrestling, but I haven't heard at the good or bad about it, and it is a show that would normally pop up like lots of clips of stuff that was good, so the fact that it wasn't all over my Twitter in August is a sign it probably wasn't very good this year. Um beyond the money. Yeah. Um number four was WWE Fastlane. I'm trying to remember what Fastlane 2023 was. I don't have a good
0: memory at all, at all.
1: Fastlane was in October. That was the one where Seth against Nakamura and The Last Man Standing, uh, Cena and La Knight against Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. EO defended the title against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Uh, LWO defeated Bobby Lashley in the Street Profits, and Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso, yeet, uh, defeated a Judgment Day for the tag titles.
0: Now, based on that lineup, it doesn't sound awful. It sounds meh.
1: Sorry yeah. It sounds like consistently solid, but again, not great. Maybe it's just because it was a bit of a downer for WWE compared to a lot of the other stuff. Maybe.
0: I don't know do it's very weird about that 4 shows worse than that this
1: year um, yeah it's it's mad to think of, especially when number 3 was AEW World's End which was the one at the end of the year um, so that was the blah, words are failing me um, that was MJF against the Mobile Joe uh, that essentially it was like a fucking what 10 card 10 match card so you had Blackpool Combat Club Briscoe and Garcia against Jay Lethal, Brody King, Jay White and Roosh in an eight man tag, Miro against Andrade, uh, Timeless Tony Storm against Rihu, Swerve against Dustin Rhodes, Sting Darby Allen and Lsexka. Oh, it was the one where Jericho got booed out of the building.
0: Yeah. i, I can I can see them having that in the worst yeah. show It was a bit it was a bit McClunky.
1: Yeah, and it was the uh, Adam Copeland wins the title and loses the title because of Switch's title shot.
0: That nobody saw coming.
1: Yeah, and Samoa Joe obviously beating MJF, and we had the, yeah, all that stuff. In hindsight, I can see why that didn't do well. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably understandable. Even
0: Mystic Meg saw it all coming.
1: I and mean, Jesus, that woman is notorious she not for good? Fuck not all. good. Nope. Um, yeah, so I can understand that. one being at number three, number two, it's it's a shame because you're going to love the name of it. NWA Seven.
0: Oh, that's a oh, beautiful name.
1: Yeah, and they did have it on the twenty eighth of October.
0: You're pronouncing it wrong, though. It's at uh, Sam Hain.
1: Sam Hain. Apologies. Yep. Apologies. NWA Sam Hain. Um, was that the one where? The cost of their TV deal because the Sinister Minister if I can, was snorting a line of coke during one of the promo packages. I mean, that
0: should instantly feel, put it in the top pay per view
1: list, no? Yeah, I, I have a feeling the cost of their TV or their streaming deal, though. <laughs> and uh, the only clip that went out about it was him snorting. So there was not much of a hype around that show at all. So, yeah, can I can understand that being a two. And Number one, a show that I watched over in the States, Crown Jewel. Halloween Havoc itself, which was the card of pre-show match of Sami Zayn against JD McDonough. Uh, Main card was Seth Franklin Rollins against Drew. Rhea Ripley in a fatal five-way match kept her title against Nia Jax, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark.
0: So a yes, I
1: agree. Yeah, that match was fucking awful. Why Why on earth would you put four of those people in that match? Um, Solo beat John Cena. Logan Paul beat Rey Mysterio by pinfall, which I actually thought was a really well done match. Uh, um, Io Sky defeated Bianca. Cody defeated Damian Priest. And Roman defeated La Knight. I don't remember that being a bad match. A bad card. I just remember it being
0: another fine. predictable run of the mill one.
1: Yeah, and I think I think I think the thing that annoyed me the most was I was up relatively early to watch this in the States, so I was kind of annoyed. But
0: that, um, that was the one that um um Kyrie Sane came back at and the crowd didn't know who she was. Was it that one? I think it was that one. She made her big triumphant return and maybe 18 people in the crowd went, Oh wow, look.
1: That does sound like it could happen there. Yes, it was. You're fucking right. Yeah. Yeah, having a return on these on those shows is not good. Having a return on them is a really, really bad idea. Um, yeah, I can understand that getting worse, to be honest. Mainly just because the crowd is shite. Uh, but yeah, those were the worst ones. Um. We'll do slightly less of them for the for the best show, just cause I'm, I'm kind of wary your time here and the amount of these we have to go through. Uh, AEW had the top three, actually, for the best show. So we had Revolution at number one, Forbidden Door at number two, and All In at number three. All In was the one in London, which uh, I think Fitz, may, Fitz and Bo could argue over how good or bad it was because of their kerfuffle that they had to go through. Um... WrestleMania Night 1 at number 4 was the top WWE show of the year, apparently. I suppose it goes back to what we yeah, say. AEW yeah. generally have better pay-per-views for the most part. You know, yeah, especially earlier on, on the year.
0: Wise,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's hard for you to target them, I suppose. Um, we'll kind of speedrun some more of these quickly. Um, for most charismatic So I'll just give you some of the names that are in here. Uh, Dominic Mysterio gets a mention. Uh, Lanaita is at 9. Swerve is at 8. Orange Cassidy and Punk at 7. Kingston at 6. Cody at 5. Julia, who's the one that uh, is rumoured to be coming to one of the two companies, most likely WWE in the coming months, at 4. Kento Miyahara at number 3. Roman Reigns at number 2. And with nearly double the votes of anyone else, MJF at number 1 for most charismatic. Right. You, you, you seem to not like that one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Not, not, uh, not overly gone on that one.
1: No, no. Especially considering he had nearly four times as many votes as Punk and Eddie Kingston. And yeah, nearly four times as many votes as Swerve and LA Knight as well.
0: Oh, that's yeah. insanity.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's, uh, this is kind of what I'm getting at with, uh, with some of these votes is a bit strange. Um, we'll go with most improved. Some of the names in here that you'd be familiar with the gun brothers, uh, big bill, trick Williams, Mm -hmm. swerve as in most improved. What? Yeah. He's fifth in the most improved. Um, I mean, anyone with fucking eyes would have known he was good beforehand. It was hard to improve. He's gotten more exposure, but I wouldn't say most improved. Um, oh Shota, yeah, Shota Umino, Mariah May, Dominic Mysterio at number two. Again, similar thing. I don't know how much he's really improved. He still can't do the three amigos properly. Uh, and number one for most improved, Julia Hart. Is that just because she hit that salt once?
0: Maybe. And well, that's more times than uh, Red Velvet has.
1: Well, oh, that's true. Jesus. Woof. Yeah. Some weird, some weird names in there. I can understand the likes of Trick, the guns. But yeah, Swerve in there. And Dominic at number two is a very strange one. I don't know how I feel about that one myself.
0: I not of which on that one. He's good, but I don't think he's second best, most improved of the year.
1: No, not at all. Um, Tag Team of the Year. Again, I'll try and eliminate some of the ones you kind of wouldn't have heard of or or emotions you wouldn't have seen. I'm afraid there's no Kai and Tai. Uh, No, they
0: just missed
1: out. So the ones you would have known, uh, The Acclaimed are in at number 10. The Usos are at number 8. Aussie Open are at number 6. The Bucks, who... I mean, they don't fuck all, really. uh, Last year are somehow still at number 5. Um, Goto and Yoshihashi who've been to be fair have been getting a lot of hype and doing a lot of good stuff over on New Japan are at number 3 Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at number 2 and number 1 is FTR probably hard to argue that one I think I think that's one of I I don't think I'd agree with the books being as high as they are but when you consider Aussie Open have kind of been in and out of different promotions and it's not been a great year for like tag team wrestling among established tag teams so I think yeah it's hard to really complain much on that one best non-wrestler here we go now Yeah, at number 8 Samantha Irvin at number 7 Nigel McGuinness a tie for number 5 between RJ City and Nick Aldis number 4 Renee Paquette number 3 Prince Nana Number two, Paul Heyman. Yeah, that's that's why there was a little sigh there. Uh, number two for Paul Heyman, and number one, Don Callis.
0: What does Paul Heyman have to do to be number one?
1: I don't know. Like realistically, oh. Nana or Heyman at number one, Callis number three at best.
0: Yeah. Now I've been a Callis fan since the old Cyrus the Virus days, but um, he's not number one. No. no, not not by a long shot.
1: No, and a lot of stuff he's doing at the moment that can, quite frankly, just it's, eyes on out. You you've seen me try to watch AEW. There's certain yeah. things that make me zone out, and generally a lot of it, unfortunately, at the moment is, anytime he comes on, I just get that glassed over look in my eyes. I just like
0: a good donut, you glaze over.
1: Oh, proper proper. Glazing. I haven't even and, like,
0: prepared these one liners. They're just coming to me.
1: They're, they're just coming. you you're you're that quick, Pat. You're that quick. I
0: should be number eight on the list of best
1: non-wrestlers <laughs> uh, oh here we humble, go humble number 8 oh, you're very humble Pat I'm very proud of you um, we have the most overrated now oh, number 9 number 9 is LA Knight I think, I think people rate him quite fairly people know that he's never going to give you like a 5 star match but he is over as fuck and will put on a solid match
0: Maybe for the reaction he's getting, maybe that's
1: why they're saying overrated. Maybe, but yeah, like it's He, he doesn't have a huge amount of votes. Uh, number eight, Chris Jericho. Okay. Number seven, Nia Jax.
0: Only number seven.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait till you see some of the names that are coming.
0: She should be one star star.
1: Oh, wait till you, wait till you see the names that are coming. Number six, Austin Theory. Ah. Number yeah. Number five, number five, MJF.
0: Okay. Well, now listen. If you're talking the wrestling side of things, you're probably bang on the money.
1: Yeah, I yeah, hundred percent. Number four, Tyrus. I mean, everyone knows he's shit. Like, let's be honest. He shouldn't be
0: rated at all.
1: Yeah. Number three, CM Punk.
0: That's um, lies and fairy tales, right there.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is where a little bit of bitterness about him leaving AEW, I think. I am just going to say, it's
0: a list put together by someone that's butthurt that he left their favourite city, town, promotion, village.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Number two. The head of the table himself, Roman Reigns.
0: Mm. Well, it's hard to rate his work because he's only around like four times a year.
1: Exactly. But when he shows up, he does what he has to do. And number one Sonata. No, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people didn't like his title run, but I mean to say he's overrated. I think is a bit, a bit harsh on the lad. But yeah, don't forget all that people were uh, seen as most overrated ahead of Nia Jax.
0: Impressive list. Yep. It's wrong. It's um, impressive.
1: It's incredibly wrong. Uh, Let's we'll see what uh, a couple of these ones for feud of the year that you'd remember. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar was it like number nine? Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight was Roman Reigns against Jey Uso. I would have probably oh, had that go a good bit higher. Yeah, uh, Elite versus BCC was number six. Like this I would have had Roman. This
0: thing. This is bringing back memories of sitting down watching like. Top forty songs lists after a couple of drinks and getting really angry and wanting to throw the TV out the window.
1: Oh, that's what the, that's what this is like. This is this is that on steroids. Um, I should have
0: been mentally prepared and I wasn't. That's on me. Yeah, I
1: probably should have told you to get a couple of drinks into you. Uh, what we got Elite BCC at six, Hangman versus Mox at five, Meh, Omega Osprey at four. I mean, as much as that, that was really just. They had a couple of matches and Don Callis talked shit it wasn't really much of a feud you know when I th- when I think feud I think the story and everything in between it I mean I, th- I didn't think there was much of that yeah. in Omega Osprey They're like the matches were phenomenal but yeah I don't know about that uh, you wouldn't know really, you wouldn't know number three number two Hangman versus Swerve
0: yeah that's up there
1: yeah uh, number one I don't think Anthony was topping it Zane and KO against the bloodline
0: was instantly the number one I had in my head
1: yeah it's no, nothing came anywhere close to it it was easily the one um ah. go to week. ah the, the ones did you mean that just say <laughs> I actually genuinely did yeah. uh, I, no, no I, I won't I won't I won't even take credit for that um I can't I, I feel guilty and I'm guilty of a lot of things but uh okay. moving swiftly on we, we, we'll save that for the lawyers Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Right. Some of these shows here, I, I'm only again only going to name ones if you really would have watched or have uh, much of an idea on. Best weekly TV show. So
0: at seven was it's not on anymore.
1: At seven was Rampage. Okay. At six was Raw.
0: That's harsh, but okay.
1: At five was NXT. Rampage. Uh Okay, at four was a CMLL show, never seen it. Um, At number three was SmackDown.
0: Okay.
1: At number two was Collision, and number one, with nearly double the votes of anything else, was Dynamite. I don't
0: know, I, I nearly have
1: Collision above Dynamite. I found Collision much easier to watch than Dynamite this year, and to be honest, I probably would have had Collision, SmackDown, Dynamite and yeah, even I at that I'd have, a fair even at that I'd actually probably have NXT close to Dynamite for ease of watching I think NXT is probably the easiest NXT Collision are the easiest wrestling shows to watch for me because you know what you're getting tuning in and it's just very easy to the pacing of them I find is, is very nice to watch just
0: me. i have kind of fallen
1: fallen off of NXT a bit over the last few months yeah with chicken on real life getting in the way the last couple of weeks I'm a bit behind I actually want to try and sit down and catch up on it uh, Luckily enough, the the pay per view was the last thing I watched, so I essentially, since the last yeah. special is where I need to catch up from, so I'm, I'm, I'm not too bad. I'll be able to catch up on it pretty quick. But that's the main reason I tune in. Yeah,
0: <laughs> TBH,
1: TBH, uh, worst feud of the year. Room for some stankers here. Uh, which oh one? Miro versus CJ Perry.
0: That was a feud.
1: Apparently, again, they're using the word feud very loosely here, I'm not going to lie. Um, Rollins versus Nakamura. That
0: wasn't bad.
1: I thought that was not fine, and I actually had a nice so little the, dark side to Shin.
0: The, yeah, the video packages and stuff he would do in Japanese, I really enjoyed those.
1: It was so different, and it was like, the whole thing of a target in your back, I know what's going on. It's Yeah, I find that one a bit harsh. Uh, Evil versus Sonata was quite bad. Buddy Ray versus Scott DeMore, don't really know much about. Keith Lee versus Swerve.
0: Wasn't. That wasn't helped by the illnesses.
1: No. No. I can kind of see why that's in there based off of what could have been. Uh, Adam Cole, baby, versus Jericho. I've tried to blank that out. So, I'm going to say I it don't deserves actually to
0: remember
1: that there. at all. So, I'm going to say that's a repressed memory and deserves to be there.
0: It only uh,
1: lasts for a week or something. I'm imagining so either that or there was like other people involved and it was kind of loosely around them. Uh, well, one that fair didn't last too long. I think everyone was happy. Rosie versus Shayna. Yeah. yeah, good riddance. Uh, Tyrus EC3. Didn't watch any of it because it was not happening in any of the big promotions. The Outcasts versus the AEW Originals at number two. Anything Outcast related was...
0: So much promise.
1: It's so much promise, but my God, did they fuck up anything related to the Outcasts for the longest time. It was a, it just did not go well. Um, they, they, they leaned too into nwo style shit at times, and it just did not work at all. Uh, which is a shame. A lot of talent there. That unfortunately, didn't live up to what could have been. And number one, MJF versus the devil. Don't think there's any real arguments on that one really, is there? It's no, no that really
0: that
1: the, is, yeah. yeah, That and the aftermath of it was quite bad. Um, oh, here we go. Most disgusting promotional tactic. Honorable mention: Hangman drinking Swerve's blood. Fuck off! That was awesome. Um, Sean Sean Strickland openly homophobic comments with no repercussions from UFC. Yeah, that was disgusting. Hundred percent. WWE hiring CM Punk. That's
0: just sour, bitter, lemon green. Yeah or whatever the phrase is, you know, It's changed a few times.
1: It's it's so bad. It's them fucking extra sour candy things, like the nuclear sour candies or whatever. It's it's one of them. Wants
0: to turn your face inside out?
1: Yeah, that one's... I think I have something in the press downstairs. Kobe uh, Covington used the death of Leon Edwards' father to promote a fight. No, fuck off now. These That's people it. are fucking... You sure these you people are see, licking the... Christian Cage. They're, they're <laughs> fucking sucking the taint of Christian Cage every week They'll vote for this. Piss off. Um... I oh, know to be fair. Why no? I, with Colby, he did go too far with it. It's not kind of nearly the joke thing of Christian doing it. He, he went aw- he He was a bit of a cunt about it. To be honest, um, TKO ignoring Vince McMahon and Dana White's tran- ju- transgressions. I mean, Vince McMahon stuff in general is ridiculous. Uh, Juice uses a roll of quarters after the Hamas terrorist attacks and doing an anti-Semitic angle.
0: No. Someone, I mean, someone tried to explain that to me, and I didn't get it at all. I didn't see any anti-Semitism and what was going on. Wasn't that just like a this roll of quarters is like a street weapon or something, and people just jumped yeah, to 17 but, conclusions.
1: Yeah, but it was always the thing of beating up the Jew with the beating up with the the Jew with the roll of quarters is seen as anti-Semitic to an extent and everything and. After the promo that MJF had done, where he was talking about how the kids had beaten him at the Roller Quarters because he was Jewish as a kid and all that, but it also people were overlooking. Because
0: that that would make it all make sense.
1: Yeah. And like that was, I think, in a separate feud a while before that. Yeah. Now, now on the flip side, (laughs) people at Roller Quarters has been Juice's thing for quite a while. So it's very much. uh, Yeah, like there's a balances and counterbalances to it. I don't I, I don't think what so I don't think it should be ahead of some of the stuff that's there, like the ignoring of the transgressions, the Sean Strickland stuff. I would probably put them ahead of this, knowing the full balance of Juice having used it before. But again, not everyone would have seen it. So I kind of I kind of understand that to an extent. Um, AEW signing Ric Flair. Yeah, I get that with all the Allegations against him. Well, I don't even know how many of them are allegations. How many of them are just true at this point. Uh, Power slap continuing on TV after Dana White slapped his wife. Yep. That speaks for itself. Uh, the NWA cocaine spot on pay-per-view, as I said.
0: They were just paying tribute to Eurovision, right? Get over it.
1: Big yeah. fan. Big maniskin fans. That's all it was. Uh, <laughs> WWE's continued relationship with Saudi Arabia. That's always in the top three or four every year. Uh, this one, there was never any fucking fear of this not winning it. WWE enabling Vince McMahon and him being back in power and essentially staying in a position of power. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straight up. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, women's wrestling MVP. Uh, we may as well start at number six because the number one's six is Tony Storm.
0: Get out. Yeah. Then come back in and correct the list.
1: Yeah, number five is Becky Lynch. Number four is Tam Nakano. Number three is Athena. Number two is Julia. And number one is Rhea Ripley, with over double the votes of anybody else. Rhea Ripley has nearly seven times as many votes as Tony Storm.
0: That's a Crazy and haunted talk.
1: Crazy and haunted talk. But, uh, yeah, I would have expected Tony to be a lot higher. Uh, but, unfortunately, a lot of people are down on the gimmick, uh, as we'll tell you about later. Um, it's a very weird one, that. Oh, this is an interesting one. The Lutez slash Ric Flair Award for Wrestler of the Year. So... You not
0: want to qualify what that means.
1: Essentially, just best wrestler overall. Oh. Just the best, the best, the best. Uh, at 8, Kazuchika Okada. At number seven, Seth freaking Rollins. At number six, you'll be really happy that this man's on the list, Pat. Mystico. Get in there. Mystico, number six, ahead of Okada. Number five, Brian Danielson. Number four, Roman Reigns. Number three is MJF. Number two, Cody Rhodes. And number one, we're soon to see a hell of a lot more of Modern TV's William Ospreay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm laughing at MJF and Roman being on this list and also most overrated. Yeah. I just I, I don't know how that could be a thing, but thank you, wrestling fans, and thank you, these awards, for being the gift that keeps on giving. We get into the juicy ones, Pat. We're gonna get into the juicy What's ones.
0: Up yet?
1: Oh. so Promotion of the year.
0: Um based on some loose contextual clues I'm going to say they
1: have AEW at number 1 but don't spoil it yet I'm not going to spoil any yet at number 9 we have Dragon Gate it's still alive the cockroach wow actually one of the two cockroaches of professional wrestling is at number 9 Dragon Gate still going strong at number 8 is the other one Impact somehow still going at number 7 is Stardom at number 6 is All Japan Pro Wrestling and number five is UFC. Forgot to mention this is just essentially combat sports in general. Um, right, right, UFC. Right. Number four is CMLL. Number two, or sorry, number tr- yeah, number four is CMLL. Number three is New Japan Pro Wrestling, and number two, All Elite Wrestling. Whoa. Meaning, for the first time, World, Enter- World Wrestling Entertainment has won Promotion of the Year. As I said at the start, the last time they won this award, they were not World Wrestling Entertainment. They were the World Wrestling Federation.
0: Who else knows European champion? Mad
1: Yep, yep. So they've managed to come full circle. They've finally managed to go on and win it. What a time for the Fed. Uh, AEW has knocked off its perch surely that has to be the only award.
0: Because I got the prediction wrong again.
1: Yeah, you've been reading too much Mystic Meg lately, haven't you, Pat? I
0: have to stop, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So move on to the promoter of the year. This one will be an interesting one. Um, Again, five and four, you wouldn't really be familiar with. So number three, Dana White. Man always manages to keep the UFC going strong, and they keep just going from strength to to strength. Yeah, promoters promote things, and he promotes the promotion.
0: In fairness, he does, yeah.
1: Again, as I said, this is something that, again, has been dominated by Tony Khan for the last couple of years.
0: Would you dare. And
1: this year, the winner, the name on the award is Khan.
0: Dixie Carter.
1: No, the name of the award does say Khan. Nick Khan. Whoa. Tony Khan is down to number two of promoter of the year with Nick Khan winning promoter of the year. Not been good for TK. AEW losing and now losing promoter of the year himself. It's not been a a fun time.
0: Second best isn't that to be sniffed at.
1: Uh, No, but he'll be sniffing something else anyway. Yeah. Uh, Allegedly. Um, but it's okay, because he still has time to win an award for himself. He still has time to be an, award, uh, an award-winning an wrestling promoter slash booker. Uh, last one we'll go to, Booker of the Year.
0: Now, number one in this category should always be T, and no other answer is acceptable.
1: <laughs> I hate to say this to you, Pat, Booker T's not even on the list.
0: That's that's borderline a hate crime.
1: Yep. Uh, the ones you'd be familiar with, Scott DeMore, number nine. Uh, Sean Michaels at number seven. Gato at number six. Uh, you won't be familiar with any of the other ones, really. At number two, Tony Khan.
0: Wowie wooey. And no, with
1: 146 votes for him. And at number one, with 360 votes, Paul Triple H Levesque. So, uh, not only did TK lose, he got whooped. What's the day for the parish? Now, will WWE do what AEW have done for the last couple of years and they're putting out uh, graphics for each of the awards that they've won?
0: Retweet that at least six times a day, yeah.
1: I really, I, I hope they'd be that petty. They won't be that petty, but I really hope they'd be that petty. Yeah, those are the Ola Observer Awards. Pad um, thoughts, feelings... Emotions,
0: are, yeah,
1: yeah, interesting. Always interesting reading the old observer. Um, somebody may or may not have told me one time that there was a chance that potentially somebody might, um, maybe perhaps think about sometimes um, running an awards at the end of the be day,
0: onto something there,
1: yeah, yeah. And look, uh, for as good as those awards are and as prestigious as those awards are. We all know the Golden Gordos brought to you by the Alleged Wrestling Podcast are more important and more prestigious than any award in wrestling. Absolutely, so, but it's,
0: it's all politics. You were ne- you never stood a chance.
1: No, no, no. It, that, that's the thing. You see, th- there's a reason why The Observer doesn't put out an award for Best Wrestling Award because we just walk it every year because, you know, Golden Gordos are life. It's just yeah, saying.
0: You have you've, you've too much integrity to complain about it online.
1: I will not complain about it online. Me and my integrity. <laughs>
0: Rightio, we've been been that was that. Complain about it in the pub after a few
1: drinks, but not online. Not. I'm, I'm gonna complain about it downstairs we're in about 25 minutes uh, because what we're gonna do is we're gonna move on to our elimination chamber predictions. So this is gonna be an interesting, premium live event because it's on at what 10 in the morning our time, which is five in the morning Eastern time Saturday for the for the friends across the Atlantic. Now they know how it feels, Pad. The people on the people on the east on the west coast are waking up at 2 a.m. Pacific time to watch this. This, this you know, is
0: life for Europeans.
1: This is actually they are getting a feel of what we go through every fucking month. Uh, let's see what sort of a card they have to look forward to. So we have a pre show match. There's a pre-show match and four matches announced. I don't know if there'll be more added on SmackDown tonight. Um,
0: I'll be there for a second. I just need to double check. Um, because it's y- coming from Australia, does the show run upside down?
1: Um, I've already flipped the TV. It's okay.
0: Oh, that's okay. Never mind. Carry on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've preemptively flipped the TV. We've got it covered. Um, so, pre show, we have a match for the women's tag team championships between the Kabuki Warriors of Asuka and Kyrie Sane. So fucking happy. A phenomenal tag team with oh, EO yeah. Sky. Defending against a tag team I'm actually really happy that's finally getting a bit of a showing on the main roster and getting a bit of exposure. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Oh. Yep. Finally giving the, oh, sh- them a yeah. bit of a shot.
0: They're they're down under, that makes
1: sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yep, having an Aussie going out there to open up the show, get the crowd hot before the main card. What are your thoughts, Pat? Kabukis or... Are the titles coming back to the new way?
0: 112% Kabuki Warriors retain.
1: If anything else happens, I would be shocked and appalled. Um, Kabuki
0: Warriors yeah. retain and um, the other team look fantastic in defeat. And yeah. then everybody goes home happy.
1: Yeah, I uh, I know well, they normally don't. the won't. pay-per-view,
0: because they have to watch the whole pay-per-view first.
1: They have to watch the rest of the show. But I mean, if you leave after that...
0: Premium like, live event, someone stop me saying pay-per-view.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe her dead name and it. I'm
0: just well, I'm so time, old. Like, I can't.
1: I'm not going to iPad like this. Some people might just go there to see Indy Hartwell. You know, having having her on the show, it's good to have an Aussie on. The, well, obviously there'll be other ones later on in the show, but you know, people might just be in defense. They just want to go and leave after the after the opening act, like I will after a certain concert later on this year. Uh, I will want hear to see
0: the indie wrestling. Ha. Yeah, had a ple. Ha.
1: This guy. This guy. there's, Jokes on jokes with this guy, Pat. At this stage, we're going to have you on the fucking show every week. I,
0: don't, I run out of material by the end of
1: the month. I have pure faith in you to at least make it through mania, and then we'll give you the Roman Reigns treatment, and you can fuck off for a couple of months.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. of months to recover. <laughs>
1: Perfect. So yeah, so yeah, uh, Kabuki Warriors should be an easy retention here. Um, but as you said, no doubt will go out there and make the other two look fantastic and especially nice to see Indy get that spotlight in front of a home crowd which is awesome to see Um, we'll go from one tag match straight into another Um, this is the judgement day of Finn Balor and Damien Bleed Priest against the newly named New Catch Republic of Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate for the Tag Team Championships how are you feeling this one's gonna go?
0: Well, first of all, they need to change that name.
1: Judgment Day. I know it's awful.
0: Hideous.
1: Yeah. Good catch from public.
0: Get out of it.
1: Terrible name, but they can't call it British strong style, so. And yeah. This
0: it should be another title retention.
1: I would assume so. Um I don't see any reason why you would drop the titles unless there's something R-Truth related maybe but surely it's a retention and R-Truth and Miz win the titles at Mania I would imagine. Even that way. Um, so yeah. Again, similar thing should be a retention but these four be honest this uh, they'll probably have one of the Chamber matches open the show but this match would be a great show to open the show um, just have them go out there and tear the house down for 15 18 minutes. I minutes mean, Dunn and Bate are fantastic uh, obviously Balor and Priest you know what you get every time as well so yeah it's a really interesting match uh, we are also getting in a match that has three OTT alumni um, Dunn and Bate are wrestling on Smackdown against JD McDonough and Dominic Mysterio wow. so three Tivoli alums and a man who can't hit a fucking rolling suplex
0: um,
1: well, but yeah so just thought we were going to have to stay up to watch Smackdown tonight until like 3 o'clock and then try and get up at 10 o'clock for the PLE that'll be fun um, no uh, we'll save the two chamber matches for the last two because that's where, that's where the real fun is but we'll go to what should be I'm assuming another title retention so we'll quick fire Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax
0: Quick-firing
1: Nia Jax. I would gladly quick-fire her out of a cannon straight into the Great Barrier Reef. Um, I'm assuming Ripley retains.
0: Ripley retention, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. Um, We'll get to the meat, the real meat of this one. Uh, Tell you what, Pat, men's and women's chamber. Which one do you want to go first?
0: Let's go...
1: Men's Chamber first. Men's Chamber first. Rightio. So, for a championship opportunity at the World Heavyweight Title at WrestleMania, we have Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. I'm actually really happy Logan Paul got added to this, because him and Kevin Owens are bound to do something batshit crazy in this match. Um,
0: Jumping off at least one of the pods.
1: Yeah, they're going to do something absolutely stupid, and yeah, people can like or hate Logan Paul, but he's going—you know—he's going to do something to get people talking in this. So, who do you think is getting the title shot? As Seth, freak, you reckon McIntyre? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I feel like this is probably the most predictable PLE in quite a while.
1: It it is. It's a shame because. Well, I hate to say it, with the exception of Ripley, Jacks, and I, I really hope that the two will just go out and just beat the ever living piss out of each other. Their the match start to finish, minutes, yeah. just just do that. Don't try and go over the top or technical. Just have it be a slugfest, and it could actually be quite solid. But as I said, as predictable as it is, every match feels like it should be fun to watch. So it's we a real shame. Shoot. It's it's a sh- it's a re- it's a bit of a shame that it does have that bit of unpredictability to it. Um, it's hard to look past Drew. It's all the stuff he's doing, the man's an absolute menace. Don't I mean, know if he's. The <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Drew Rollins at Mania is. It it's it's the one really, isn't it? Yeah, to...
0: on the wall. I'm gonna to have to paint over it later. I shouldn't have written that
1: on the wall. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Just do that before Jerry comes to cut the grass, will you? My bad. That one is on you. Uh, as you're speaking of, you see, our uh He managed to do it again. He was trying to, he, he was on his travels and he booked his flight to Austria. Oh,
0: that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The, the, the man is a treasure he might have me blocked on Twitter but the man is an absolute treasure um yep he put up a video earlier uh yes yeah Drew retain or Drew retains Drew wins and goes on to face Rollins at Mania and again similar thing the two of them will beat the ever living piss out of each other at Mania and it will be a hell of a match so we'll go to this might be the one that's probably the most unpredictable but also hate to say it's probably quite predictable um <laughs> For a shot at the women's world championship match at Wrestlemania we have Raquel Rodriguez returned and won a battle royal on Raw this week uh, Naomi Tiffany Stratton who I believe this is only her what, third main roster match Liv Morgan Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch uh, are we getting the man versus mommy
0: that's what it feels like um, I would love to see one surprise at least. Yeah, I don't even really mind who the surprise is, but like we've we're pretty one hundred and seventeen percent. The percentage is going up. We're one hundred and twenty-seven percent sure now of everyone that's going to win every match. So it'd be nice to see one surprise. I'd take yeah. Morgan win.
1: I, I I don't know why. I'm even just looking at the listing here, and Raquel's name is just jumping out at me. Her and Ripley had some fucking really fun matches before. I'm like, would they? If they were going to change things up some way to have a bit of unpredictability and a bit of a shock on this, could they go Raquel versus Rhea for Mania? But then that kind of goes against all the stuff that they've been doing with with Becky so far. It's a real shame. It do. Yeah, it's I, I hate to say it. The predictability seems to be off the charts, top to bottom. of this card, like you're, you're struggling to find any match for this, and a ninety ninety five percent sort of a retention, or who's going on to Mania? It's the real. It's a real shame. I'm hoping they add something else. That's been a bit of a, a surprise factor to it, or have never know, they might bring out uh, someone as a kind of a surprise or do an open challenge with somebody on the night to kind of spice never things never up a bit. Know.
0: Never
1: know. But yeah, look, it should be a fun card. As I said, it's on nice and early for us. I mean, I get to watch that, go back to bed for an hour or two and then wake up to watch the three o'clock kickoffs. Um, it's completely derailing my usual plan of, you know, sleeping all day and waking up for the three o'clock kickoff. So, look, it should be fun. Wake up early, fry up a bit of food, have a nice little breakfast, sitting down watching the wrestling. It's like watching New Japan for me. It'll be fun. Uh got any other thoughts or feelings about any mad shit that might happen at this? Or any big surprises they might do to kinda surprise the crowd or I make know. this. F-
0: I mean, feel the like obvious thing deal. to do is to wheel out someone from the area that used to wrestle for them, like the iconics or Emma or something.
1: Nathan Jones
0: well let's stop there now that's that's just crazy talk
1: yeah I don't know I don't know what can happen with the Iconics because is one of them still pregnant the, only just, the other only just after having a kid I think so I'm not sure what will happen with them Emma's do, a shout
0: do a long term tease of whoever wins the tag women's tag matches backstage yeah. and the Iconics just walk by and go we'll see you soon or something and then the crowd yeah. goes wild and uh, they don't have to get physically involved.
1: I'm actually amazed there's no Grayson Waller on this.
0: There is, isn't he? he's doing, um
1: He's doing a Waller effect. Isn't he's doing he? a Waller
0: yeah. effect with, uh, is it Cody? Is he doing with Punk and Rollins?
1: Or? or Cody and Rollins, isn't it?
0: That could be it, yeah.
1: Okay, there might be something in that, though. And I suppose as is tradition for a lot of these shows, John Cena will probably have a surprise appearance at some point. Because you just got shut up, yeah. do this. Yeah. 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 Look, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. I said worst case scenario. Oh, even if it...
0: oh, can we bring out the Down Undertaker?
1: No, Pat. <laughs> uh, actually, Taker
0: her... or something.
1: Oh, is anybody going to hit a kangaroo kick?
0: Oh wow! Oh, Corey Graves has to say that. You know he has to say it.
1: Oh, he is. That man is a menace. I'm assuming there'll be Colin Graves on comms because they're not going to fly McAfee down there for it, surely. Uh, probably not. Uh, so
0: he has yeah. to get training for his upcoming IC title match against
1: Gunther. Oh fuck yeah.
0: You mark my oh. words.
1: Oh, that clip was going viral. That man is gonna eat a chop. Like he he is going to die from the chop that he's gonna take. But yeah, I think that is it. We've gone through everything here on this. Um, actually, just one call-out and stuff. Uh, awful to see. We actually didn't get to it in the news on the top of the show because we didn't really do a full news segment. Uh, awful news to hear that Shotzi has done her ACL, I think. was it ACL or MCL? In her title match on NXT this week. You can actually see the spot where it happened. Um, heartbreaking to see. Uh, the poor girl look wish her the speediest of recoveries um, yeah if an injury like that is always horrific so look hope she comes back get a quick speedy recovery and comes back stronger than ever um, never nice to see that so yeah other that I don't think there's anything uh, Pat before I do the unplugs got anything else that you can think of this happening in the world that's worth sharing with everybody no, no. nothing positive nice. anyway Pad's living a quiet life and he's dying to just crack open a bottle of whiskey. Perfect Friday night. Well, if anyone wants to get more of us at the rest Wrestling Podcast, which, after hearing a podcast where I've led it, uh, I doubt anyone will want to, uh, you can find us on all your usual podcast apps. So that's going to be on your Google Podcasts, your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you're listening. Now, if you come back, you'll find one that's hosted by a much more handsome and much more audible chocolatey man every week. Um, so please come back and listen to another one of our shows or multiple of our other shows. Uh, you'll also find us over on WrestlingSoup.com along with Wrestling Soup guys themselves and a load of other shows so please go spread the love over there. Also please show the love to our friends over at Canvas Theory. It's CanvasTheory.com and if you use the promo code AWP you'll get a nice little discount save yourself a few quid. So please go over there to CanvasTheory.com and show the love. Boo. Boo Canvas Theory. Boo. Um, also find us over on Twitter. Uh, if you go over there and find us on at the AW Pod, you will find a link to our Discord and you'll be able to come join in the live fun each and every week and when you're over on the Twitter as well just be sure to drop us a follow over there we try and share memes and have a bit of a laugh over there and wind people up a rat, it because uh, as we found out after a discussion with a friend of the show Road Dog back in the day we are not but filthy internet trolls apparently so please go share us some love over there on Twitter. And you'll also find us over on Twitch most weekends. It's twitch.tv forward slash the AWP. So please go drop us a follow over there as well. Pat, appreciate you jumping on. And thank you so much for helping us out. So people didn't have to just hear me ramble for 50 odd minutes. Uh, appreciated all of your insight. And jumping on, been able to have a bit of a laugh. And yes, DJ, that is what I appreciate about him. Uh, but nice
0: yeah, to be I think, the backup to the backup, yeah,
1: yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. it's looks all about next man up, Pat. Next man up, and you stepped in yeah, and trickle down a stepped in or something. Yep, it's trickle down economics. Uh, but no you stepped in, you stepped in admirably, and we appreciate you as always, good sir. So to everyone who's jumped in and has listened along, thank you very much, everybody. Um, I think all that's left to say is good night, Mo.
0: Good night, everybody. Good night, Mo.